I'm Dr. Anthony Bolas, and welcome to Healthy Dose. This week, we'll sit down with Dr. Michael Hogue, an Associate Dean for the Center of Faith and Health and Professor of Pharmacy at Sanford University's McWhorter School of Pharmacy, as he will talk about shingles, who was affected most, and what the new vaccine coming to market soon can do for you or a loved one in preventing the painful condition. Shingles is a very painful condition that we tend to develop later in life. More to come on today's edition of Healthy Dose. This is Healthy Dose, brought to you by the McWhorter School of Pharmacy at Samford University. McWhorter School of Pharmacy, preparing pharmacists who transform lives. More on the web at samford.edu slash pharmacy. Welcome back to Healthy Dose. I'm Dr. Anthony Bolas. Who can remember having chicken pox as a child? Or who can remember taking your healthy child to a chicken pox party? Parents would do this so that their child could contract the condition earlier in life in order to let their child build up their immune system to prevent chicken pox showing up later in life. That was the idea a few decades ago, but thanks to the varicella vaccine that came out in the mid-90s, those chickenpox parties are not needed anymore as the vaccine given as an infant and a second booster shot given between the ages of four to six years old has been proven to prevent chickenpox in children and give them the immunity needed to fight off the infection if exposed to it down the road. Did you know that the same virus that caused chickenpox is also the culprit for shingles in adults? A big question today is if you had chickenpox as a child, should you worry about it coming back as shingles at an older age? To answer this question and discuss this material a little more in detail, we sit down with Dr. Michael Hogue, Associate Dean for the Center for Faith and Health and Professor of Pharmacy at Samford University's McWhorter School of Pharmacy, who is also a vaccine expert, as he will define shingles, explain what is the correlation between chickenpox and shingles, along with elaborating on the newest shingles vaccine that has just been approved and how it compares to the shingles vaccine we already have today. First, Dr. Hogue defines shingles. Shingles is a very painful condition that we tend to develop later in life that manifests itself as a rash. Sometimes that rash can be pretty extensive, but uh, it tends to appear on one part of our body, and it causes intense pain. The pain syndrome associated with the shingles, if you've ever had it, you know, is one of the worst types of nerve pain that you can have. And uh, it's something that we certainly want to prevent. More importantly, some people who have the shingles will end up having a chronic pain syndrome in the area where the shingles rash appeared long after the rash disappears. And so we want to try to prevent uh, the shingles from happening in the first place. Many of us have seen the commercials on TV that if you had chicken pox as a child, that same virus still lives in you and can come back as shingles at any time. While that statement is true, there are specific reasons as to how the virus can show its face again due to immune system health and age, as Dr. Hogue explains the correlation between chicken pox and shingles. When we are young, many of us uh, may have had the chicken pox as a child, or perhaps we had the chicken pox vaccine for those who are younger. And uh, that virus that causes the chicken pox is called the varicella virus. 
And what happens is that after you uh, clear up from having that rash of the chicken pox, the virus actually never leaves your body. It just goes dormant or goes to sleep in your spine. And there's uh, some nerve endings in the spine where the virus just stays there and your immune system keeps it in check so that it doesn't cause any further active infections. And then later in life, typically after we're in our 60s or 70s, what happens is that our immune system tends to weaken as we age or as we have some acute illness like cancer or chemotherapy or sometimes are exposed to high degrees of stress. And that virus uh, will not be kept in check. Our immune systems will not keep it in check and it will manifest itself the second time as the shingles rash. So it's the same virus, but it appears differently at different times in our life. Dr. Hogue further elaborates on who is at most risk for contracting shingles. Well, if you live to be 80 years of age or older, you have a 50-50 chance at developing the shingles. So as we age, our risk of developing the shingles increases substantially with each decade of life. Uh, Certainly after age 50, there's an increased risk. That risk goes up pretty substantially after age 60, and then, of course, after age 70 and so on. So the longer you live, the greater your risk is of developing the shingles. It is possible for people who are younger than age 50 to develop the shingles, although it's not common. It is uh, possible that people under age 50 develop the shingles. When younger people develop the shingles, it's almost always due to a significant trauma or stressing event in their life or because of some immune system disorder that exists um, in that person. So normally that's who we see the shingles in. For many years, there has been only one vaccine available for preventing shingles called Zostavax. Now, there is a new vaccine for shingles that has just been approved called Shingrix, and Dr. Hogue illustrates some key differences in the two vaccines. The two vaccines do prevent the same infection, but they work very differently in the way that they do that. So Zostavax, which is the vaccine that many of your listeners may be familiar with, is the vaccine that's been on the market now for quite a number of years. Medicare Part D has paid for that vaccine for people who are over age 65 or Medicare eligible. But Zostavax is what's called a live attention vaccine. In other words, the virus itself is used to make the vaccine and the virus is live, but it's weakened substantially so that it does not cause the infection it's designed to prevent. However, it must replicate in the human body in order to be able to prevent the shingles. And so there were some strict storage requirements around that vaccine that the pharmacist or the physician or nurse had to observe when using that vaccine. And we also know that Zostavax has a uh, relatively limited length of time that it works in preventing the shingles. Shingrix, the new vaccine, is different in that it is a killed vaccine. There is nothing alive in the vaccine. It uses a herpes zoster subunit or a small component of the zoster virus. And it uses that component to be able to produce a vaccine in a killed format. So it's an inactivated vaccine is what we would call it in the medical professions. This vaccine 
has a little bit less stringent storage requirements. And the good news is, is that the studies show that the length of time that the vaccine provides protection against the shingles is substantially longer than the length of time that the Zostavax vaccine prevents the shingles. And these are the core differences between the two vaccines. Dr. Hogue also differentiates the two vaccines based on how they are administered and how many doses of the new vaccine will be needed to achieve greater results. Zostavax is given just under the skin in the back of the arm, and the new vaccine, Shingrix, is administered in the deltoid muscle. So it's the muscle in the center upper part of your arm between the elbow and the shoulder. There's a muscle there called the deltoid muscle. And for your listeners, this vaccine would be relatively the same location that normally you receive your flu shot, the same muscle that you would get your flu shot in. And so this vaccine is given today, and then you're going to come back to your pharmacist or your physician or your nurse to get a second dose of this vaccine two to six months later. So Zostavax was a single shot given in the back of the arm, whereas Shingrix is two shots given in the muscle in your arm, one dose now and one dose at least two months later, uh, usually two to six months. And those two doses uh, provide protection against the shingles, it appears, for about 20 years based upon the data that we have. Whereas Zostavax, which was given in the back of the arm as a live vaccine, provides protection for about six years uh, after the vaccine is given. And so that's a substantial difference between the two vaccines. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, otherwise known as the CDC, creates the algorithm for who and when vaccines are to be given. Dr. Hogue teaches us the who, what, when, where, and how to receive the new Shingrix vaccine in comparison to the Zostavax vaccine based on the new CDC standards for shingles vaccinations. Well, first of all, let me just let your audience know that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the CDC, is the organization in the U.S. that makes recommendations on when vaccines should be used um, from birth all the way through the rest of life. And they have made specific recommendations as it relates to the use of these two shingles vaccines. For Zostavax, the recommendation is that individuals who receive Zostavax should receive it on or after their 60th birthday. So 60 years of age or older if you choose to receive Zostavax. For individuals who receive Shingrix, the dose should be given on or after the 50th birthday, so anytime after 50 years of age. And then, of course, as I mentioned earlier, it's a two-dose sequence. The CDC has said that whenever Shingrix is available, Shingrix should be used preferentially over Zostavax. So if you've never received a shingles vaccine, According to the CDC, you only need to receive Shingrix. You can receive that as a two-dose sequence, and then that would be the only shingles vaccine that you need to receive. If, however, you've already received Zostavax, then you need to get these two doses of Shingrix. 
And you can get them at, at really any interval after Zostavax. The CDC didn't make a clear recommendation on that. But you'll need to get these two doses of Shingrix. And the reason is because we know that the vaccine works better and it lasts longer than the Zostavax vaccine. If you had trouble hearing all of that information, don't worry. Dr. Hogue reiterates the final takeaway message on the new guidelines for shingles vaccines based on the two shingles vaccines we now have available. The core takeaway message here, you get Shingrix at a little bit younger age, anytime after the 50th birthday. And secondly, Shingrix is recommended by the CDC preferentially over Zostavax. Now, can your listeners still get Zostavax? Sure, Zostavax is still available on the market, and if Shingrix is unavailable, in order to prevent disease, it would be recommended that they get Zostavax and not delay, and then they would simply get Shingrix whenever it does come on the market. However, if they get Shingrix first, there's no need to get Zostavax. So hopefully that's not too confusing. Be sure to check with your pharmacist and your physician on the availability of the new Shingrix vaccine as it slowly comes to market. Next week, we will bring back Dr. Hogue to go a little deeper on the new Shingrix vaccine for shingles prevention in terms of what side effects to look for, what other vaccines can be given at the same time as Shingrix, and when it is more likely going to be available at a location near you. For Healthy Dose, I'm Dr. Anthony Bolas. You've been listening to Healthy Dose, brought to you by the McWhorter School of Pharmacy at Samford University. McWhorter School of Pharmacy, preparing pharmacists who transform lives. More on the web at samford.edu slash pharmacy. To learn more about this program or other episodes, go online to healthydose.org. Join us again this time next week for your next Healthy Dose. Healthy Dose.